Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together Chukas Chamishi, the fifth Aliyah in Parshas Chukas. Our Aliyah is 17 psukim and ranges from Perak Chof, Chof Beis to Chof Aleph, um, Pasuk Tes. The main idea in our Aliyah is really actually three episodes. One is the death of Aaron, the second is this unknown attack from a Canaanite tribe, and the burning snakes. Let's look at each of those three episodes in summary, and then we'll look at a few points to ponder. Episode one, the death of Aaron. We're told the whole community comes from Kadesh, and they come to Hor Hahar in the border of Edom. So they're traveling up northwards along the edge of Israel on the bordering nations of Israel on the Fertile Crescent. Hashem then tells Moshe and Aaron to, uh, Moshe, uh, to take Aaron and Elazar and, uh, and go up because he's not going to enter the land of Israel after the Mamah River episode. So Aaron and Elazar are taken up to Hora Haritz's mountain and Aaron is told to, uh, Aaron has to remove his clothes, place them on Elazar, his son. Moshe does so and Aaron passes away. Moshe and Elazar come down from the mountain the people saw that he die, he dies, and they wept. All of Israel weeps, weeps for Aaron for 30 days. That's the first episode in this Aliyah. Perhaps there are just one or two questions, and then we'll come back to some of the other um, questions and our summaries. Number one is, is, how did Aaron die? Rashi has this most miraculous description of the death of Aaron. He brings it up to his mountain. There's a cave which is set there. There is a, there is a, a candle lit, a bed which is laid. He asks Aaron to lay down on the bed, to close his mouth, to, uh, to close his eyes, and to, uh, and to open his hands. And that's how he passed away. It was a very beautiful, very, we'll call it peaceful death. It's called Misas Neshika, literally the, the, the death of a kiss. Moshe actually begged for such a death as well when he saw Aaron's death. Very, very peaceful. It's worthwhile noting that when a child comes into this world, their hands are clenched. They're trying to grab. They need to pull things towards them. As a person dies after a well-fulfilled life, a life where they did what they should have been doing, then their hands can be opened because they, need, they can release. They can, they, they can release. Everything is, is, is fine. It's, they, they've achieved what they needed to. They pulled the world towards them. They've done what they need to do with it as well. Who actually mourned over here? Rashi points out that it was all of the house of Israel, unlike even Moshe Rabbeinu when he dies. It wasn't all because Moshe Rabbeinu was a man of Din. What's called Yekov Adin Sahar, that the path will have to go through the mountain. There's no compromises because he represented the lawgiver. Aaron was able to bring people together. He was able to, on the spectrum between Shalom and Emes, between peace and truth, he was able to put the pin a little closer to Shalom, be able to bring people together, which is why everybody is affected by his death, even more so than Moshe. Let's get to the next episode. Basic summary of the next episode is we hear that a Canaanite in the area of Arad, or the south of Israel, come out and attack Israel and take a captive from them. Israel then make a vow that if Hashem would give them this nation in their hands, they would make a cherem, which means they would decree a dis destruction. They would not take any spoils of this battle of all the cities, and that's what happened. And they conquer this land. They don't take any spoils. They call this place Chorma, which obviously relates to the word cherem, which means destruction. What's going on over here? Why of the, this attack on the na of this nation right now on Israel? Rashi explains the Ananiah Kovod left because Aaron died. Aaron was the one who merited to have the Ananiah Kovod, this protection, the clouds of glory around Israel. Once he dies, the clouds recede. Once the clouds recede, they attack. Rashi says, you know who this is? This is Amalek. This is the nation of Amalek, which is fascinating because the first time Amalek attacks is also to attack the stragglers at the back who are not, are not in the cloud. Amalek and, and their representatives in this world are always people who take advantage of the weak. When you look at Nazi Germany, one of the terrifying things was they had a program called the T4 program, where they were killing already in the 19th 30s, people who were not the ones who they believed fitted into society, people who were mentally ha handicapped, all types of what were called peripheries of society, they were already killing in the 1930s. That's an emblem of attacking the weak. They see a weakness and they see people are, now, are not in the cloud, they attack again over here. 
why did Israel make this neder against them right now? So Rashi explains that Amalekim are actually very clever. They realize that Israel has the power of tefillah, of prayer. So what do they do? They said, well, if they're going to pray about us, then they'll succeed. So let's dress up as somebody else. So they dressed up as Amalekim, uh, as Canaanim, as Canaanites. So they looked like Canaanites. As they came closer, Israel saw the Canaanite dress, but they heard the Amalekite language. That's why Israel's request in their prayer is very general. In Osante Tenis, if you give us this nation, because Israel wasn't sure who this nation was, and ultimately they did succeed as well. Very, very um, fascinating perspective over here. And finally, the last section, just a basic summary of the last section of the Zaliyah, which is the idea of the burning snakes. Israel was, to, was, was traveling north to go around to Edom, and at which time the people grew short. They just, they just got to the end of their string, and they complained against Hashem, Moshe, and Aaron. They said, we don't have water, we don't have bread, it's dry, it's not, it's not working. At which point Hashem sent against the people these burning snakes, that, uh, which bit many people and killed many people. The people returned to Moshe, and they said, Moshe Rabbeinu, we sin, please pray for us that we shouldn't die. Hashem responded by saying, make a copper serpent, place it on the banner, and when the people will look at it, they will live. That's the end of this aliyah. Fascinating story. few basic questions over here is, why are they complaining now? What's, why at the end of the 40 days or 40 years are they complaining? Rashi says it was based on expectation. They thought they were about to go into the land of Israel. They already sent the messengers to Edom. They think they're getting there and the journey gets longer and longer and longer. Sometimes you know you're on that car trip and you kind of expect it to get there at a certain time and then the, 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 the GPS keeps saying it's going further and further and further. You get more and more frustrated and you get more irritable because you had expectations. So much of our life is based on frustrated expectations. And that's what's happening over here at this, uh, at this point in time as well. Um, it's interesting that the Balaturim said that they saw the future of the land of Israel, of Israel at the hands of Edom. So it wasn't just that they were chased away by Edom, but they saw what the Romans would do. The terrible amount of massacre and, uh, massacres and carnage and abuse that Israel would suffer at the hands of Edom. And they said, how can we go further with this, with this going on? And that's why they uh, they desisted. They got so upset over here. Now, why snakes? Why did Hashem choose snakes? Says Rav Hirsch, the most incredible thing. The word that it says over here for Hashem sending is actually not sending. It says vayishalach, not vayishlach, vayishalach, which is binyan pl, which actually means that Hashem released, not sent. What does that mean? What difference does that extra dot in the word mean? So the answer is very simple. They were complaining about their supernatural existence. Hashem, we don't need the clouds. We don't need this water. We don't need this man. It's too much. We can't live on the spiritual high, according to many of the was their Complaint. So Hashem says, oh, that's, that's fine. I will release you into your surrounding area. You know what you're in? You're in a desert. You know what's in a desert? Snakes. Well, I'm going to introduce you to the landscape that you didn't appreciate for the last 40 years. I'm going to remove you from the bubble. If you don't want my bubble, I will let you out of it and enjoy yourselves. That's what Akash Baruch was saying to the nation of Israel. Hashem did not send snakes against them. He simply released them into the habitat that they'd been protected from for the last 40 years, and they didn't even realize. They didn't appreciate it until they lost it. That's what's happening here. So many times we, 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 we think in life, is is Hashem protecting us? Is Hashem looking after us? Well, Hashem gives us Hashkocha Pratis, a specific divine providence, depending on if we want it or not. If we don't want it, Hashem says, I'll just leave you to the world and you'll see what the world is. It's not necessarily a good place, not necessarily a bad place. It is. You, you will have to suffer the consequences. Let's, let's make sure we're always in Hashem's bubble. Finally, how does this, the snake on the banner help? That's obviously the medical symbol comes from this parasha of the snake twisted around the banner, but 
where, where, how does this really help? The Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah tells us that this is clearly it's not healing anybody. It's because it's tuning people's eyes towards heaven. The Ramban even says that in, in certain diseases, looking at the, the icon of that disease is actually distractive. So let's say a person's, God forbid, bit by a rabbit dog, seeing a dog is actually can, it can deteriorate the condition. So Ramban is saying, looking at the snake, is, is something which, um, technically speaking, medically speaking, would be negative. So it's clearly to show that it's all about a miracle that Hashem is healing them. And this is not about supernatural. This is not about natural. Understand where our healing truly comes from. This concludes the three episodes in the Aliyah Chamishi of Chukas. Have a wonderful and meaningful day.